Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel. You can find links on my website at candacesanderson.com. My name is Candace Sanderson, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Today, I am revisiting a message from two years before when I attended a Reiki Crystal Bowl healing meditation at Church of Spiritual Light in nearby Fort Myers. Due to the closures that took place during the pandemic, I had not attended this beautiful meditation in 16 months. This was my first trip back. I was way past due for a tune-up at this beautiful place of worship. When I took my first steps into the church, it felt as if no time had passed at all. I was 40 minutes early, and if you know me, that's on time. I love getting to places early so I can relax and meditate before the others arrive. As soon as I laid back in the lounge chair, my stomach started churning. I love it when that happens because it shows that the energy from the sacred place is beginning to work its magic on me. All that energy shifting. As I relaxed into the surroundings, things started to happen. With my eyes closed, a night sky flooded my vision. I saw thousands of brightly lit stars embedded in a deep blue of the cosmos. Several lights, these stars began blinking into existence while others faded. And then a message began. It is indeed a new beginning. Then I got a message that when a star dies, It takes years before we notice it on Earth. From our perspective, which is very limited on Earth, we still see it as bright and shining. After that, the other part of the message started up. It says, change your perspective, my friend. Step into the frequencies of the divine. Step into the timeless nature of all that is. With those words, I found myself zooming through the cosmos and beyond. I was rocketing past galaxies. I was like a drop in the ocean or a tiny dot compared to these gigantic islands of stars. I realized that Earth itself is but a mere speck, probably smaller than a grain of sand compared to the vastness of the cosmos. The message continued, know your place in the universe, know your worth, know your divine nature. As those words entered my awareness, my heart began swelling, and I immediately responded by taking several deep breaths, and with each exhalation, my physical body dissolved until I had completely disintegrated. When these things happen, my awareness is split. I am the observer, 
as well as a participant. The messengers have told me that when the observer makes themselves known to us, we should celebrate because quite often that's the first step in having an OBE, an out-of-body experience. That observer marks the point where our awareness, our consciousness, what the messengers call the POE or point of existence, whatever you want to call it, it is just changed from a particle state. And that particle state is usually deeply embedded in the body, so much so that we think we are our physical bodies. But it's just expanded from a particle state to a field state. And when it is in a field state, we begin to experience life that is greater than what the physical senses can measure. We have just expanded beyond the physical. But back to the experience. As my consciousness separates from the realms of physicality, I feel my true nature, my true self, which is energy. And this energy slips from my body into that field state, into the ethers. And as this happens, I try to get all the information I can about what it looks like, how it feels. Why? Because we can use this as a bookmark to return later. And the more detail I can recall now, the stronger that bookmark becomes. But as my true essence leaves my physical body, it looks, that's from the observer, and feels, that's from the participant, like liquid silver. But how do I feel? I guess the best word that comes to mind is freedom. I am free. And I ride the waves of the solar system. I'm swimming in these divine cosmic frequencies. I streak past glistening stars, admiring their brilliance. As they twinkle off and on, I realize they are calling to me. And on some unknowable level, I realize I am part of these beautiful celestial beings. And then the message continues. Welcome home. Be ye one with spirit. Know that you are all that is. I now find myself back at Church of Spiritual Light, and the meditation has begun. I'm aware of the tones from the crystal bowls, and I feel my body relax into their gentle vibrations. I feel a profound sense of peace and calm. I am totally in tune with the infinite, with divinity. And then a whiff of roses catches my attention. I look up within my mind's eye and I see a cluster of people approaching. Leading the entourage is Mother Mary. And just behind her, I see Mary Magdalene, Quan Yin, and white buffalo calf woman. Mother Mary places a red rose behind my left ear, and then she kisses me on my forehead, which is where my third eye is. The kiss sends me deeper into a state of relaxation, and I 
find myself floating in this beautiful, blissful void of peace. Well, there's two more bookmarks right there. One is that rose behind my left ear, and the other is the kiss on my forehead. And it's interesting that she puts the rose behind my left ear, because that is the receiving side of the body. When the scent of roses becomes stronger, I open my eyes. I'm still in the vision, and I see this enormous pink quilt suspended in midair, hovering near the top of the room at Church of Spiritual Light. And I zoom in closer to get a better look, and I realize this quilt is made from thousands of pink roses. As it begins to drift down to cover the room with this beautiful, delicious, soft fragrance, I hear these words. This is a blanket of divinity, of love, of compassion, of protection. This is the love that a mother has for her children. It is sacred. It is holy. I feel whole and complete as the pink roses blanket the room. Then I hear a rhythmic chant in the background. And with each second, the chant seems to get a little bit louder until I can finally understand what they're saying. Malkut, Malkut, Malkut. This single word echoes in the back of my mind. I knew I had heard this word before, but I had no idea what it meant. The chanting faded, and it made room for the following message to arrive. Bring these sacred energies back home to the divine. Bring them back to earth. Let goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. We have come full circle. Let it be let it be. Be one with all. You have entered the sacred circle of the divine. The refrain to the Beatles song, Let It Be, plays over and over in my mind. That's called an earworm. Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom. Let it be, let it be. As those words to the song then slip away, my physical body begins to melt and my consciousness slips into the floor at Church of Spiritual Light and through the layers of the earth until I reach the crystal core at the center of our beautiful planet. I realize that I had indeed come full circle, just as the message had indicated. I had gone from zipping past galaxies in the cosmos to becoming one with Earth's core. I could want for nothing more. Now, part two. Let's debrief this experience. It was a fascinating adventure for me, and I couldn't wait to learn more about it. When the event ended, I shared my experience with everyone who was there. And Yvette, who was playing the crystal bowls, said something that made me smile. She reported that the church had gathered two days before in that very same room to honor Mary Magdalene. And the symbol of Mary Magdalene's order, you guessed it, pink roses. 
the church's ceremony to honor Mary Magdalene was obviously still present during our meditation two days later. Now let's look at the chanting. Right after the pink roses blanketed the room, I kept hearing Malkut echo in my mind. Yet, as I documented it in my notebook, I wrote it as Malkuth, M-A-L-K-U-T-H. Imagine my surprise when I looked it up. I discovered that the word indeed is pronounced Malkut, and it is spelled the way I documented it, Malkuth. That's interesting, but what does that word mean? I'll share in just a moment, but let me share something else. I am sharing this experience that occurred in 2021, something that I just randomly selected for my journal. But as I printed the message out for this episode, I laughed when I read about Malkut. My journal is over 500 typed pages long. In fact, I've quit documenting like I used to because if I did, I would be writing all day long, every day. But just recently, I started participating in a course, the 7 I Am Light Codes course run by Padma Prakasham. During one of those recent classes, the word Malkut came to me again. Isn't it wonderful the way the universe operates? Of all of the 500 plus pages to choose from, I choose the one episode with Malkut in it. I realize Malkut must be very important. But back in June of 2021, I looked this word up. And on several online sources, Malkut was described as the 10th Sephiro in the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. I won't pretend to understand the full meaning other than it's important and it's sacred. I also learned that Malkut means kingdom. And it is a cosmic filter that connects to Earth. Connecting Earth to the solar system, that's exactly what I had experienced from my meditation and from my vision. I had gone from the stars all the way to the center of the earth. I want to share with you a quote that described the function of Malkut. It was such a beautiful and elegant tie to the vision that I had. This divine energy, Malkut, comes down and finds expression in this plane, earth plane. And our purpose as human beings is to bring that energy back around the circuit again back up the tree, the Kabbalistic tree of life. This matched key elements from the vision, flying through the cosmos, zipping around the stars and galaxies, and returning to and through Earth. As I reviewed the message immediately following the chanting, it mirrored my findings. It's as if the chanting called those energies back from the cosmos, accurately describing with words like bringing sacred energies to the divine back to earth, coming full circle in that sacred circle of the divine. I guess I'll never get tired of discovering validations to my adventures in the non-physical realms. 
it's probably rooted in my training as a psychologist that data mining was such an important way of life for me. But I never expected it to play such a significant role in my spiritual journey. My life changed in August 2013 during that 10-minute commute to work when the doors to the non-physical opened for me. Over time, I've learned to trust the information I receive because of all these after-the-fact confirmations. Each search engine hit adds pieces to the puzzle, and they fit neatly in place, completing more of the mosaic that had become my life. My life is enriched. It expands with every validation, and especially these continued validations. My life constantly nudges against the boundaries of my belief system. And I realize I am no longer the person I was before August 2013 when those doors to spirit sprang wide open. I grow every day. I learn, I experience, and I continue to push against those belief systems that once defined me. And I couldn't be happier. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to follow the wisdom of your heart. Live your life with kindness. That will help this world become a better place. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us. Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.